Hey there, story fiends, and welcome to episode 19 of Their Stories Everywhere with Elidria Hurt. Here's to hoping you're having a wonderful day. If you are catching this before November 9th of 2019, please note I will be taking part in the first ever Savannah Authors Expo on November 9th between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. at Savannah Coffee Roasters. This expo will include a number of different authors such as Adam Messer, who read from his book Blood Thrasher, The Devils in the Middle, for episode 15. Haven't heard that episode? Skip back a bit and give it a listen. Then come out and see us at the expo. We look forward to seeing you there. Now before we jump into this week's story, a word. Welcome back. Let's dive into this week's story, Bob's Bodega. Bob's Bodega by Elidria Hurt. You know there's a story about that bodega. Which one? The one right there on the corner. Helen pointed to the bodega with the black awning and a crate of blood oranges out in front. They say it's only open between midnight and 5 a.m. Really? Kathleen looked at the door, plastered as it was, with posters for upcoming and past concerts. It doesn't look like much. That's because it's not the right time. At midnight, Helen intoned, at midnight, all the bodega comes alive. She jumped on Kathleen's back, and the other girl struggled to hold her up. Get off, you fatso. Take it back. No, take it back. The two fought and teased all the way back to Helen's building. They were deep in their sleepover when Helen brought up the bodega again. I wonder what's in it, Helen said. In what? Kathleen looked up from the movie they were watching to study Helen's pensive face. That bodega. Helen put her head in her hands and sighed wistfully. You want to go see? Kathleen asked. Let's, Helen agreed. Your mom will never let us go. There it was. A perfect idea gone down the toilet. Kathleen leaned back on the cushions and fiddled with her socks. Helen got up from where she was sitting, went to her door, and leaned out. The apartment was quiet. Her mother's room door was closed. So let's not tell her. Helen started dressing. You sure? Kathleen brightened up and grabbed her own clothes. Yes, let's go. Helen threw Kathleen's leggings at her in a fit of pretend upset. They put on their heavy leggings and skirts, coats and hats, and slunked out down through the fire escape, which was on the opposite side of the apartment from Helen's mother's room. They were down on the street in a blink and headed downtown to see what amazing things that bodega had to offer. Once again across the street, they watched a man in a black coat enter. The bodega had no lights on. It didn't advertise cigarettes or food like any of the others did. It was just a black awning and a door with concert posters on it. The crate of blood oranges had been removed from sidewalk. Standing there, Helen had second thoughts. What if her mother realized they weren't in the house? She would be so grounded. Kathleen, however, was having none of the idea of going back. 
She grabbed Helen's arm and dragged her across the deserted street. They tried the door. It stuck. It's locked, Helen said. I guess we should go back. No way. We just saw someone go in there. It can't be locked. She tugged on the door again. This time with a gluey sound, it came loose. Red fluorescence flooded the street as they stood in the doorway. Then Kathleen was pulling Helen inside. Once they were in, the door clicked shut again, and Helen was almost certain she heard it lock. There was a counter where one would expect a counter to be, with a few seats for customers to sit at the bar. Behind the bar was a tall man with white hair. He looked at the two of them and flashed a smile. It was all teeth. Helen sat back on her heels, dragging Kathleen to a stop. We should go. Hello there, Kathleen said, making conversation with the shopkeeper. We saw someone come in here and thought we might come visit as well. You're welcome to visit as much as you like, the man said, his voice mellow like milk. He didn't come from behind the counter, but the man in the black coat appeared from the corner with the sweets. You both smell quite nice, he said. Helen inched away from him as he audibly sniffed the air, which brought her face to face with the candy rack. There were eyeballs in a pyramid stack. They had flattened a little on the bottom, holding them in place. Helen blinked and almost screamed when one of the eyes blinked back. Her fear starting to get the better of her, she dragged on Kathleen a little harder. Let's go. But didn't you hear? We're invited to go in the back. I don't want to go in the back. I want to go home before my mother knows we're gone. Helen looked around again and thought she saw a bloodied hand on the counter. But Kathleen was following the man in the black coat as he headed behind a beaded curtain. Helen didn't want to look too closely at the beads, but it was hard not to see the human teeth. If Kathleen hadn't been dragging her forward by the wrist, Helen wouldn't have gone at all. She tried her best not to touch the teeth as she went through. Kathleen! Shh! We're getting special treatment. Don't you dare ruin it, Kathleen hissed. In the back room, there were more tables and a cold section counter. Everything looked and smelled clean, even though the lights were a little dim. The center of the room had been cleared as though it were a dance floor. There were two others already there, a woman in red and another man in black. They sat at a table together and looked up when the new folks came in. They waved, probably to the man in the black coat. He whipped off his coat as he entered, and he was the hairiest man Helen had ever seen. His hair grew up his neck and down his arms. It was obscene. So what is this place? Kathleen was asking their host. He looked at them with yellowed eyes and winked. It's a bodega. You've seen them. A little shop that sells fruits and sweets and every little thing you think you might need, like a bone or two. He leaned in a little closer and smiled, his teeth bright, shiny, and sharp. Kathleen took it for flirtation, so she smiled back. Helen looked at this display with fear and almost bolted back through the human teeth curtain. The others were amused by the sight as they started to chuckle. 
Helen thought they sounded a little high-pitched in their laughter. It made her head ring. The hairy man made his way behind the cold counter, leaving the two of them standing in the middle of the floor holding hands. Helen looked around in the dim lighting and tried not to imagine that those splotches on the wall were blood. She closed her eyes and very quietly said a prayer. Her St. Christopher's medal was at home in her jewelry box, but she acted like she had it just the same by putting her hand over her heart and petitioning for help in a whisper. Kathleen turned a pirouette in the floor and led Helen in what might have been a dance number if it were less languid. Helen pulled away and stood back. Kathleen kept dancing. Kathleen, what's wrong? She's just getting into the spirit of the place, the hairy man said. You really should, too. There was a low screeching sound from behind the counter. He was doing something, and Helen couldn't rightly see what it was. The two who had been sitting in the corner got up from their seats and began to dance around Kathleen, closing Helen off from her friend. The low screeching sound happened again, and Helen thought she smelled burning metal. Kathleen, we should leave. Helen broke through the dance and grabbed a hold of her friend. Kathleen looked at her with a blank expression. Helen shook her. That got no response. The two dancers grabbed Helen's arms and bodily lifted her away. Helen lost her hold on Kathleen as she was thrust back to the edge of the room, near the curtain. The three returned to dancing as if nothing had happened. I'm going for help. The man with the white hair stood in the curtained way, his head nearly brushing the top of the door jamb. You're staying here. It's not often we get visitors. The hairy man had emerged from behind the counter, and in his hands were a pair of butcher shears. And visitors are so tasty. What did you think? You're always welcome to leave me a voice message here on anchor.fm or drop me an email at aledria at aledriahurt.com. Bob's Bodega was originally written for a contest called Haunted City. I don't remember exactly who was running the contest anymore, but I wrote two stories for it. I submitted one and kept the other. The submitted one didn't win, but can't blame a girl for trying. In fact, I might read that one for you next week, as it will be All Saints Day or the day after Halloween. Bob's Bodega just reaches into the part of you that is curious. The girls in this piece were just interested in learning a little more about their neighbor they didn't necessarily need to know, and ended up, well, I'll leave that to your imagination. I see a fair bit of fiction where supernatural creatures are semi-protective of humans. The one in this story... They're just interested in a snack. Good times. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, check out my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Hurt. And don't forget about the Authors Expo on November 9th at Savannah Coffee Roasters. Come and see me. Later, story fiends. Small Dragon Publishing presents Aledria Hurt. Have you tried out the flights of Nier? 
Mir, an angelus thief of questionable origins, goes on adventures through a steampunk world in the flights of Nier. Get the first two volumes of the series for 99 cents each, but only for a limited time, wherever ebooks are sold.